I can't go out. <laughs> I'm sick. Boo, you whore. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Outgoing. Without going out. I'm Lexi. And I'm Gabby. And And we're the Fuller Fuller Sisters. Sisters. And we're both here once again. Not together, but at least together on the pod for you guys. Via FaceTime. It is mid-October. I literally don't know where this month went. I feel like it was just October 1st. This time of year always flies by. I know, but it's wild. I mean, September went fast, but October went really fast. I can't believe it. But we're here and we figured because it's almost spooky season we would do a little true crime story episode for you and then next week we want your spooky stories so i'm gonna put up a link on the podcast instagram sometime this week so that you guys can submit those and we'll read them for next week's podcast but gabby has had a busy weekend so i will let her start and take it away with her life updates How was Camp Geneva? And for those of you who don't know, explain Camp Geneva to us. So Camp Geneva is Top Gun's big cheer camp that we do every single year. I think they said this year was their 15th year going specifically to this location, which is in the middle of nowhere, Florida. It is north of Orlando near Lake Geneva. It's a literal campsite. It's called Camp Geneva. It's used for like, I think there's certain like church camps or like school camps that go there. Um, obviously we go for a cheer camp it is literal like well okay they've upgraded the last few years so there's new cabins now but some of the older cabins like literally kind of feel like you're in a prison like it's just bunk beds like lined up and then there's like a communal bathroom but the newer cabins are really nice they're like little like houses in the woods that fit I think like 12 people at most with like bunk beds and then there's like a newer bathroom a newer shower all of that stuff but the staff cabin could use a little bit of an upgrade not gonna lie my girls had a better cabin than I did all weekend really yeah but that was always the cabin I stayed in on double O was the ones in the woods so we always had the nice cabin now that I'm on staff I mean we have like a living room a kitchen we we have like all those amenities but like our bathroom situation is still kind of gross like a shower with sandals on kind of situation but it's all of the Top Gun locations. It's all of our upper level teams that come to do this camp. It used to be in September. I think it used to be Labor Day weekend. But one year there was a hurricane. So we had to schedule it for just like another weekend that kids had off in October. And then it ended up being like a way better time frame because so many people have actual routines and like skills that they're working on. And ever since we changed it once, we just like never went back. So now it's always in October. The theme of this year's was Halloween. It's been like a different theme every year. So every team had to come up with like a costume. And then besides the cheerleading part, we did like a haunted trail this year. And at first, like all the staff members had to bring a scary costume. Luckily, I I think I told the story either in the podcast or on my YouTube video. But um, we were cleaning out Justin's closet like over a year ago at least. And all of a sudden he had this like costume in this like pitchfork. And I'm like, when are you ever going to need this? Like, please get rid of this. Like, you will never wear it again. He's like, no, I'm telling you, like, I will wear it at some point. Like, let me keep it. And I'm like, whatever. It's your closet. Like, keep it. Then lo and behold, here I am. Like, oh, my God, I need a scary costume. And he's like, I still have mine. I never got rid of it. So luckily I used it. It came in handy. But it was funny because it was just like this black cloak with a mask that had like LED eyes and like a mesh covering over my head so like you could not tell this was me at all so after the fact when I told all the kids that went through they were like which one were you and I was like oh I was just the red eyes they're like I would have never guessed that was you like I was fully covered but the way this this maze like trail thing was set up I mean it was basically it was a haunted house it was just like in the woods it was so good like some of the team moms or I don't even know if they're team moms but like some of the moms that were there that set it all up I thought you said teen moms team team moms team moms went all out i can't wait for you guys to see the footage i tried to get one of my lj girls which i'm really sad they wouldn't let it happen i tried to get one of them to take my phone like through the maze and record everyone because it was so good like everyone went all out the decorations were all out and like i thought most of the kids were gonna play the like oh i'm too cool like i'm not getting scared like these are my coaches but like kids were screaming there was a few tears here and there but like 
I was getting just about anyone that walked through with my little eyes because I was just in all black. You couldn't really see it. And then I would just like jump forward at them. I got, I would say probably like 90% of everyone that I jumped out at was scared. But it was honestly so much fun. We might keep that all the time now since it is in October, even like when we do different themes. We might just have the haunted house thing be a year, like an annual thing because it really was so much fun. But teams look absolutely amazing. I got to work with just about like every team. Teams were almost like too good though. Like there wasn't that much to like drill or clean up our work on. Like teams were like already hitting their stunts fully. So excited for you guys to see everyone. But that was pretty much it. The bus ride took seven hours on the way there. Oof. Didn't take as, it took maybe like six, I think on the way back. But the way there we got, we left the gym at 6 a.m. We didn't get out of practice the night before until 1030. So Oof. it was just a weekend of like not a lot of sleep. So the week that I've now been back, I've just spent the last few days kind of just catching up on rest, kind of hitting like getting my life together again because you always come back from Camp Geneva absolutely exhausted. Usually you come back sick. So this is a plus. I know. So yeah, I mean, and I, there's only a few athletes that I've seen so far that have been sick. And I was honestly, the day before I left for Geneva, I woke up feeling like I was already kind of getting sick like I kind of felt a scratch in my throat and I just felt exhausted and I was like there's no way this is happening so I like drank some electrolytes and tried to like take a nap and rest it off and I feel like it worked and then luckily I still feel good coming off of Geneva so yeah I do feel like that's a miracle but we'll see if normally LJ last night there was a few of them that started to feel sick and I was like I know this is going to be a whole it's going to probably go through the whole team right now because it kind of always does this time of the year but other than that, um, we're finally going to a pumpkin patch in a few days. I think we're going to go to a new one this year that is like the really big one. So stay tuned for that. We didn't do that yet. And then I just have a weekend at home full of practices. So When's not really any other plans. Showcase is November 19th. And then my first competition is December 1st. Okay. I believe. Soon right. after that's what vlogmas is going to be insane my first week of vlogmas i have a competition and then i go straight on a cruise for four days so gonna be fun vlogs i'm not sure how i'm gonna edit i'm gonna have to pre-film a ton in november just to be able to have videos to go up that first week and then the next week will probably be more in real time but like there's no other way i could do it i'm gonna be stuck in the middle of the ocean and at a competition where i physically can't edit so it's gonna mm. be interesting all right. Well, um, I didn't show you my Vlogmas intro, but I made it. I'll have to send it to you after this. I cannot believe you made that already. It's cute. I'm excited about it. But um, so last week on Friday night, we had date night. Of course, we sat outside, which was fantastic. But I got more freaking bug bites on my ankles. Not nearly as bad as when we went to the beach, but still a couple that I'm like, are you kidding me? Um, spent... The rest of last weekend like pretty much cleaning out our garage because we are turning it into a home gym but what equipment are you getting do you know yet? i'll get to that in a sec yeah okay um saturday though i had a like i woke up felt totally fine made the best eggs i've ever made in my entire life i did the soft boiled eggs so the outside was hard boiled but the yolk was like warm and gooey and did the everything but the bagel seasoning and had that on toast it was so good and then all of a sudden like Maybe 30 minutes later, I had a wicked migraine. And like to the point where like I was over the toilet thinking I was going to throw up, like nauseous, like my head was throbbing. I took meds. I tried ice on my head. I ice rolled, like nothing was helping this migraine. Finally, I was like, let me just try and go sit in the hot tub. And I went in the hot tub and I just like closed my eyes and it actually helped so much. Nice. So that was amazing eventually that went away and then Sunday um, I went to my new friend Olive's house on Fort Myers Beach and I painted pumpkins so that was fun my pumpkin didn't how, how did that go I, I was thought, gonna say the artistic abilities sometimes I so here's the problem I got paint that wasn't thick enough to cover the orange pumpkin like I don't know Olive painted hers hot pink and did ghosts and like it covered her pumpkin perfectly but for some reason I tried to do blue to do like a beach pumpkin and it kind of looks like a third grade art project so like not well but I tried but was it fun yeah and like I tried um okay. but then I came home Sunday night and Sean was at work and I was like oh let me do laundry so I got all the laundry done brought my laundry baskets into my room and I look up 
and there's a freaking lizard running full speed on my wall and down and i disappeared i'm like no no leave the house i was like i called sean i was like i just saw a lizard like i'm freaking out and he's like okay grab a broom or a tupperware and i'm like i don't know where it is see i i'm sorry to who this offends but so like i will kill any bug even like cockroaches whatever lizards in the house that is the absolute worst to me i will not capture i have to kill them i'm sorry i cannot capture them and put them outside i can't do it i need it gone as soon as possible i have to slam a shoe at them that's there's the only, no i can't no like i couldn't find the lizard. no i know you couldn't find it but i know everyone but yes, says the last one we put I, them outside i can't do it i have to just i have to kill it well it is now sunday monday tuesday wednesday and i still have not found said lizard so granted i haven't seen it so That's you know good. ignorance least, is bliss you haven't forgot about it i haven't forgot about it every time i walk in that room i do a quick scan on the wall but you know i have two pets you think if it was like out and about they would find it i mean i the last lizard we've only had to my knowledge one other lizard and we ended up capturing it and putting it outside but rita found that one and was chasing it around for a bit she didn't help us kill it or catch it but she was chasing it and neither of them have chased anything so i don't know i left I think it's from cleaning out the garage. Like, we had the garage door open, moving stuff in and mm. out. Like, I'm sure it got in that way. But I left the bedroom door open that night, which usually we shut it. But I left it open, hoping it would, like, find its way Escape. out on its own. <laughs> so, I don't know. I'm telling myself that's what happened because emotionally and mentally, I can't handle that that is still in my room. Um, other than that, this week has just been, like, the same old, same old at work. But yesterday, Sean was off while I was at work and he went, someone on Facebook Marketplace. So I, I love and I hate Facebook Marketplace because we've had success and we've had a failure. On Saturday, Sean got everything ready, like had a couple of work buddies ready to help him move stuff, like had one of his buddies trailers like ready to go. And we were supposed to pick up like a big like cable Smith machine, like a big workout machine that has like a bunch of stuff from this guy on Facebook Marketplace. And then he just like ghosted us, did not answer, did not give us his address. Like he originally told Sean between nine and one. So we're waiting, 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 nothing, no address. I found his address on Google and Sean told me we couldn't just show up. So then he like texts us like the next day and is like, or messages us on Facebook Marketplace and is like, oh, sorry for the late reply. Like, are you still interested? And Sean's like, yes, but now I can't come until Tuesday. And the guy was like, okay, yeah, if it's still here. So finally, then we like sit and think and we're like, the difference between a brand new one and this guy's, I mean, it's used, it's, it's in good condition, but like there's some rust on it. Like it's been in this guy's garage, you know, like the difference is like a thousand dollars and we're like, okay, is it worth a thousand dollars to order a brand new one that we can have forever move with us if we end up moving like. The difference in price, is it worth the headache to try and go pick this up and then like have to move it from this person's house or do we want to just assemble it the right way at our house, brand new, so we ordered the new one. The exact same machine? So that'll be coming. It's not the exact same, but it's the same thing, just like a different brand. But it comes with more stuff, so, and it's brand new. So I ordered that. Actually, I found it on Amazon. It's like a nice workout brand, but they just happen to be selling it on Amazon, so... I didn't have to pay for shipping or anything and it'll be here either the end of October, beginning of November. But success on Facebook Marketplace, Sean wanted to put like a big mirror up on the wall in the garage for the home gym. And I was like, well, you know, we could look at Ikea, we could try and go to Home Goods. Like, I don't know. He found somebody on Facebook Marketplace was selling three huge, like, 10 foot mirrors closet doors from their house and he was like i'll just take them off the doors and mount them to the wall so him and his friend from work that's what they did they went and picked up these mirrors they came home and they are now fully mounted to the wall they take up the whole wall it looks so good and then we ordered like the rubber flooring so we're gonna have like a nice gym floor across the whole garage and so are you um, gonna do that to the entire garage yeah so or he's like selling that big workbench that's in there because he's like i don't really need it like it's just collecting dust right now um of course that's another failure on facebook marketplace the guy was supposed to come pick that up and buy it and then bailed so i don't know we have to figure that out but yeah he's gonna put it across the whole floor 
we're going to have that machine so we can do anything with a cable machine, anything with a Smith machine, like a squat rack. We're going to get dumbbells. He wants to get possibly like a leg press. We have the bike. Um, we've thought about maybe getting a treadmill. So we'll see. But slowly but surely. And then we went to the gym last night and I was like, oh my God, I cannot wait till we have our own gym because it was so crowded. And of course, everything I needed, people were already using. There were like no weights available and it was loud and just like overstimulating. I'm like, Sean, I can't wait until we have this at home. And like one of us can cook dinner while the other one works out. We can like wake up in the morning and work out. We don't have to drive 15 minutes to the gym. Like people at the gym are just like gross. They don't wipe down the machines and stuff. Like I'm just, I'm over it. It was great while it lasted, but I'm really ready to have a home gym at home. So stay tuned for that. Um, tonight's agenda is I'm going to color my hair. I went to Sally's on the way home and I'm going to do like a more chocolatey brown instead of like the dark burgundy. We're going to see how it goes. Uh, I texted my friend Christy who did my hair in Buffalo and like she's the only person I trust with my hair and she gave me some instructions and what to do and some products. I like sent her a picture. So stay tuned on this little DIY project. Um, other than that, I'm still watching Vampire Diaries. I'm on season two. Sean and I started The Fall of the House of Usher last night on Netflix. It's like a, it's the same director that did like Haunting of Hill House and Haunting of Bly Manor. And it's actually really good so far. So I'm excited to watch that. He's at work tonight, so we won't be watching that tonight. But when he gets back, I'm excited to finish that. Um, the current book I'm reading is called None of This is True. And it's really good so far. This girl has like her own podcast and um is like interviewing this other well, I shouldn't say girl they're both women they're 45 but and then I think it turns into like a true crime like real life murder situation so we'll see about that um I wanted to bring this up to you live on the pod what if instead of doing our like I mean I like to do the life updates still and maybe we could work that in somehow in this but you know on TikTok like the report like what I'm reading what I'm eating what I'm playing obsessed with recommend you know that? Have you seen that TikTok trend? Yes. You know how long it takes me to come up with one favorite of the week? Oh, okay. I was going to say, I like, mean, that would be really I, I like cool the, the weekly report we can, at the beginning. We can try it and see how it works because I did one of those, but it took me a decent amount of time to come up with everything and reading will not change <laughs> for quite some weeks for me, but I mean, we can definitely, we can definitely try it out. We'll try it out okay. for next week. I am not reading anything currently though, so. Okay. Well, what is your... Uh, I have books whenever you're ready you let me know I'll give you I know I just don't know when what I want to do next I don't know if I should do the next housemaid book or fourth wing. I don't think fourth I wing. don't see I don't see myself getting into that yet and then I don't want it to take forever and for me to hate reading so okay. I need to I feel like I still like the I like the small books and that one is just way too big Ugh, but it's so good I'll get to that in a second but okay what is your favorite this week my favorite i don't think i use this one yet right but on clouds i got i want to say it's like number five i don't know the specific name of on clouds but justin got them originally for the gym and then he's like honestly they're so comfy like you would love them and i've been wanting a new like black and white like cheer gym shoe anyway like not necessarily for working out but just because i'm on my feet all night at the gym and i really like them i love the look of them i love the feel of them and they aren't like normal shoelaces so I don't ever have to tie them they're kind of more like slip on off shoes and I really like them so that's my favorite okay love that my favorite of the week is the Libby app what is that let me explain so basically it's like a library where you can like so I'm I'm renting an audiobook right now I'm renting the fourth wing on audiobook so I can listen to it while Did I you drive know Spotify has audiobooks for free now I don't know of I which not, books but, but the Libby app is also free and you get access to like your library. So I have a Lee County library card from when we lived downtown and there was the library like down the street. And so I was like, oh, let me just see. They have so many books, like any audiobook you want. It's free. You just rent it on the app. You can listen to any audiobook. They have Kindle books on there that you can rent like for free. It's unreal. So really cool. Um, obviously, like the bigger city you live in, probably the more that the library has. Like my assistant at work um her aunt lives in new york city so she uses her library card and like obviously that library is massive so she literally has access to like any book um but it's so neat so l-i-b-b-y is the name of it it's free you just have to get a library card at your local library or use someone else's that has a bigger library and it's really cool i mean 
I don't think I would like to listen to this book on audiobook for the first time, but since I already read it and I'm just like listening to it back because with all the like, after you finish it and you go back, there's a lot of things you realize like you missed that like make more sense. And the sequel's coming out in less than a month and I pre-ordered it. So I'm like, oh, let me listen to it while I drive. It's so nice. It really is nice. I get why people like audiobooks, but it took me some time to like get used to the narrator's voice and she's reads the whole thing so like she does different voices um so it's not like a guy reading the guy's part like she does it so I think that could get confusing if it's the first time you're hearing the book but since I know who's talking since I've already read it if that makes sense mm-hmm. I don't know I heard the Prince Harry book is good and he reads it I've heard the Matthew McConaughey book like a lot of people like Speaking audiobooks Prince for Harry, nonfiction. I cannot believe like that's Meghan Markle in suits yeah did you know that she dated um Mike from Suits in real life, and he actually went to their wedding, her and Prince Harry's. Aww. Yeah, nice. I didn't know that. And then who in Gilmore Girls? Um, what is her name from How to Get Away with Murder? Uh, like, Bonnie. So- yes, is, Bonnie is Paris. Is Paris? Isn't that funny? But like, she's so young here. Yeah, it is funny. But I'm still only on season one of Gilmore Girls. It's like a background show for whenever so I'm home long. alone. It picks up, I promise. Well, because anytime Justin's home, we're watching Suits. We're yeah. like, Vanderpump, I, he would like watch here and there. So I was able to like get through it more when he was home. But like we've been watching our own show. So now this is just taking me forever. Yeah. You'll get Hunting into it though. just broke it's up. It's such a good fall show. Very cozy. I just love her and Lorelai's like relationship and everything. Mm-hmm. It gets better. But yeah. Okay. Well, why don't we hop into our true crime stories? Um, I have two. One I found on TikTok. One mom told me about that she heard on a podcast. So I'm going to go through those. But give me the 411. Give me the updates with the Idaho murders first. I was going to say, yeah, you guys know me. I've hooked and I am on the TikTok algorithm feeds me any update. So my TikTok algorithm sucks. And I think it's because I wasn't on the app for months at a time. Probably. So. Idaho massacre survivors were texting while housemates were killed. This is the newest. So I'm pretty sure in the affidavit originally it said the surviving roommates were sleeping. So everyone just like speculation was like, okay, they were out partying. They were drunk. They didn't hear anything like that would be the only scenario that makes sense. But then we found out in the affidavit that at least the one that was on the second floor was awake she heard certain things she opened her door multiple times but then still did not call 911 until several hours PM later noon the next yeah day. the next day and this was and at like what she wasn't even 4 a.m were the killings okay and neither of them were the ones to call 911 someone called on their phone so article says Two students who survived the slayings that saw their four housemates killed were awake and texting on the night of the murderer's rampage. University of Idaho students Kaylee Gonzalez, Madison Mogan, Zana Kernodal, and Ethan Chapin were killed in an early morning attack on November 13th, 2022. It is crazy that it's already almost a year. I know. The court has issued a restrictive gag order on the case, but grand jurors at the trial of the accused killer allegedly leaked information to Gonzalez's father. The Gonzalez's family said in a statement to the outlet, however, that the claims are a very poor attempt at getting attention and obviously fictional. According to the report, Steve had been told that the two survivors allegedly had not only been awake while the killings had taken place, but that they heard everything. It continued more astonishingly, his grand jury sources alleged that the two girls had been texting one another as the murderer methodically went from one room to the next. One of the surviving roommates on the second floor of the three-story house saw something suspicious, according to court documents, and told police she awoke to noises around 4 a.m. She thought Gonzalez was playing with her dog on the third floor, where police would eventually discover the bodies of Gonzalez and Mogan in an upstairs bedroom. The survivor also said that she thought she heard Gonzalez say, there's someone here, according to the probable cause affidavit. But when she peeked out her bedroom, she didn't see anything. Cronodal was still alive after investigators determined she was on TikTok on her phone at 4.12 a.m., the housemate claimed she eventually heard crying from Kernodal's room, which was on the same floor as her own room. She opened her door and heard a male voice say, It's okay, I'm going to help you. She opened her door for the third time when a masked man in dark clothes with bushy eyebrows walked by her and left the rear sliding door, according to the court documents. She claimed she was frozen in shock. The other surviving housemate is barely referenced in the probable cause filing. 
Police received a 911 call from one of the survivors' phones, but not until around noon the following day. Investigators believe the four victims have all been repeatedly stabbed before 4.25 a.m. A judge entered not guilty pleas on behalf of Koberger on four charges of first-degree murder in a felony burglary count. Koberger is due back in court on October 26 when the judge will hear arguments on the defense's request to dismiss the indictment. So, I don't know if we'll have any updates on October 26. They keep trying to make this thing, like, very tight and not in the public eye, even though it obviously, like, was huge when it happened and, like, the news was everywhere. So, of course, like, people are going to want to be interested and know all the details, but something's fishy and I don't want to, you know, like, say that the surviving roommates were involved in any way because... One of my biggest fears would be, like, be, imagine being wrongfully arrested and put in jail and no one believes you when you are telling the truth. Like, that would stress me out so much. Does that not, I've like, is dreams. that, like, a normal thing? I've had dreams Obviously, that I'm kidnapped and I get out and I escape and, like, I'm afraid that the person's going to come after me and none of you guys believe me. Like, obviously, no one would like that. But I, I don't know if it's, like, to me, that is literally one of my biggest fears, I feel like. Telling the truth and no one believes you has to be, like, the worst thing ever. Especially because what's our alibi? I'm home. Like, we never leave the house. Right. Well, so that's why I don't want to say that the surviving roommates were, like, a part of it or in on it or at least knew or whatever the case is. But something is so sketchy. Not calling until noon the next day and calling and saying that they're unconscious versus Well, and stabbed. they were even the ones that called. Something's weird. Someone yeah. else called Did you know that you can, I just looked it up, you can text 911 in most areas of the country if you can't call because really? you're in Okay, danger. so that's what, that's like the one thing. Like, if you think the killer's still in your home, even though she did technically, like, watch him go to the sliding glass door, um, like, I would text one of you and be like, call 911 right now. Like, I don't want to speak into my phone, but I think someone's here. I think something's going wrong. Like, what, I mean, I, I guess it's 4 a.m., but, like, you're in a college town. There was someone that you know could be awake. That could call 911 for you so you didn't have to be the one specifically on the phone. Something's fishy. And I know I get the whole fight or flight thing. Because I would also probably lock myself in the room. But I would also do something that would... Like, I would have somehow called... I wouldn't probably wouldn't have been the one to call 911 given that situation. I would have made sure 911 was called immediately and came to the house. So that's what's sketchy. Yeah, I don't know. Very strange. I wonder... If we're going to know anything before, like, the actual trial or if it's all just going to come out at the trial. I don't know. Um, okay. Well, I'm going to read the story of a TikTok that I ha found today. Yeah, you sent me that. And I can't wait to get all the details because... What? Okay. It's crazy. So, a 23-year-old Ohio woman, a girl, I'm not going to give you the ending until I get to it. This article starts at the end, but I want to read it as the TikTok that I found. So this girl, her name is Sydney. Um, she's from Akron, Ohio. She was in college and from all accounts, it seems that she was an honor student while she was in high school and like college started out going well. And then her grades started like slipping and declining and she was put on academic probation and then finally they were just like okay like i'm sorry but like basically you're kicked out of school and she didn't tell anybody she didn't tell her sorority she didn't tell her family she didn't tell her friends and so she just stayed in the dorm she was in she kept going to happen? sorority functions stay in the yeah dorm? so finally they because i guess the sorority functions like attendance is submitted to the school and they were like hold up this girl is not registered at this school right now like she can't be in a sorority if she doesn't even go to this school so that's how like some friends found out so then she started going home and her and her parents used that like life 360 app where they can like track each other and she would sit at home when her parents were at work and then when they would come home she would leave as if she was like at class and her dad caught on and one day left his phone at work on purpose and drove home and like caught her at home and he was like what's going on and so she admitted to her dad she was like i just don't think school is for me like you know it didn't go well whatever and he's like okay we'll talk to your mom about this and like we'll figure it out so the mom comes home 
And like they talk about it, whatever. And she calls the school. And I guess like the first time she tried to call, like they didn't answer. And then they return her call at some point, And it's the dean and like somebody from the academic admissions office of some sort. And, you know, they're going back and forth. Like she's like, hi, this is so-and-so. My daughter is so-and-so like starting to talk. And all of a sudden, the people on the other line of the phone say they just hear a thud, a little bit like a yell, and then the line goes dead. And they're like, hmm, that's really weird. And so they call back, and Cindy pretends to be her mom. And is like, hi, this is so-and-so, Brenda. And they're like, no, it's not. Like, we know that this is not her voice. This is Sydney." And turns out she beat her mom on the head with an iron skillet, like a literal frying pan, while she was on the phone, hung up the phone, and then stabbed her dozens of times. All because her mom found out that she had been kicked out of college. Isn't, but, what? Yes, this was in 2020, March of 2020, that she did this. And she stabbed her nearly 30 times in the neck. She was just found guilty. And her defense is trying to say that she was diagnosed um, with schizophrenia and, like, she had, like, a psychotic break. And everyone's like, "Mm, no, because she called them back, acted like her mom. Um, Didn't she also break the window, too? Yeah, she, like, broke out of the window to, like, stage it as if, like... Someone else came this was and an broke attack. in. And, like, yeah. I, I mean, it's just absolutely I mean, wild. This listen. is not the first crime like this. I know of other stories where someone kills their parents because they find out that, like, they got kicked out of school or they don't have a job or something. Like, it is not that deep. I Obviously, don't. I don't know her situation. But it seems like, from the outside, she had great parents. It, like, I'm not knocking the schizophrenia thing because clearly something up there is not balanced out. But you can't just use that as an excuse. Like, that doesn't... Well, when they say that, like, she was, like, functioning completely fine, like, she was a great high school student, like, you know, it's not like she... I don't know, like, other than doing poorly in school, it's not like she was showing, like... Signs, signs of, of any, some sort of yeah. psychotic break, if that makes sense. Um, and, like, not only did she hit her mom on the frying pan and was like, oh, my gosh, what did I just do? Like, she went to the kitchen and got a knife and then, like, continued. Like, that's on that that's that's on purpose, you know? Um, 100%. She could receive maximum of life behind bars with possible parole after 15 years and additional time for evidence tampering because she, like, tried to make it seem like someone else did the crime. So, and I think she was sentenced to 15 years um, at that sentencing. I mean, rightfully so, so. I feel like 15 is, is the dad, not that much. The dad was alive and fine. Yes. I don't know. Even though she told the dad first? I don't think dad was home when this was happening. Um, he did testify. And... I think, I mean, it sucks because it's like normally during a trial, like the victim gets justice, but it's like her, the victim's family and the murderer's family is the same family. Like, I don't know. Her dad, I guess, like stuck through her, supported her. Um, they, her dad believes that she was in a state of psychosis when the argument led to the stabbing. Um, but yeah, that is, that is wild. Um, I can't imagine that. I just, I don't know. Crazy. Extremely crazy. Yeah. I will say that's one thing. I wish Suits, like, I liked that How to Get Away with Murder really, like, showed these stories and the cases. Like, Suits doesn't really get... But they're, like, business attorneys, so I feel like there's really nothing, like... It's all just, like, money and fraud and... Mm -hmm. It's not, like, how to get away with murder type. Yeah, like, I like 
the plot of the show, but I love the juiciness of like true crime or like mm-hmm. some of these more in depth like. But honestly, what they do is probably more realistic. <laughs> I mean, yeah, a hundred percent. But I will say there's one thing I wish the show had more of. But okay, the next one that just happened recently, which do like I, I feel like we just like grew up knowing that like Tupac died, but then also it was like a conspiracy theory like is Tupac alive? Like, I feel like it was one of those, like, Avril Lavigne things, like, is he alive? Is he dead? Like, why don't we know who killed him? Like, what do you know about it? Mm, Pretty much what you just said. Okay. That's it. Me too. So, the man just got charged in Tupac's 1996 shooting death, even though the man has for a long time admitted that he was at the scene of the crime. So, in 1996... There was a shooting on September 7th that was a retaliatory attack on the 25-year-old star, which was Tupac. It was Tupac and his um, record record label boss who was driving. And then another car of four guys that pulled up next to him. And it was like a drive-by shooting, but on purpose, killed Tupac. I don't know how for 26 years nothing came about that especially being such a public figure like he was like 1996 wasn't that long ago like it's when i was i get technology (laughs) no i know but like i get technology was not anywhere where we are now but like i feel like we should have been able to charge a murderer well before or between the 26 years but as far back as 1998 so two years after the shooting Dwayne Davis was telling a cable channel that he was a front seat passenger in the car from which a fellow passenger fired the shots that killed Tupac. So he's not the one that actually held the gun. So I guess maybe, but to me, he still should have been questioned or even like tied into it well before. But especially considering since 1998, he was saying this. In 2009, Davis confessed to police a role in the case. A former detective who investigated the shooting told CNN, but authorities couldn't immediately use the information. Then, after what police say was a reinvigorated investigation, Davis was arrested in Las Vegas with a grand jury indicting him in the case on charges of murder with use of a deadly weapon. The arrest comes some 27 years after the rapper was shot, as he was leaving a boxing match on the Las Vegas Strip. So, Davis is the only suspect in the case who's still alive. So, of the four in the car, the rest of them are not living. So, he's, like, the only one that can really take the heat of it at this moment. But... He said in a memoir that he's one of two living witnesses being he's the only one and then the Tupac's record label boss is also alive. Other than that, the other three in the car are no longer with us. Over the last five years, um, the lieutenant said that they've conducted countless interviews and corroborated numerous facts that were not only consistent with the crime scene on the night of the incident, but also corroborated and were consistent with the sequence of events that night. Here's what we know about Davis and what led up to the shooting in his indictment. So he was basically the brains behind it all. He was the shot caller. He didn't actually pull the trigger, but I want to say he supplied the weapon. It was all of his plans. Um, So it stems from a contact between the two gangs based in Compton. Tupac and Marion Knight, who was then the CEO of the rapper's label Death Row Records, were affiliated with the mob in Compton, and then Davis was affiliated with the Southside Compton Crips. Those are the gangs that they were in, or the yeah. And then obviously there was like conflicts between them. He was in Las Vegas attending the Mike Tyson boxing match, and um, then on his way home is when all of this happened. This is just a whole lot of details about that, but basically, like he put out a memoir placing himself at the crime scene like years ago. So, but I guess because he said that, I guess it was known that the shots came from the back seat and he was in the front seat of the car that he, I guess, thought he was just going to get away with it. But he confessed in 2009 and then now here we are in 2023 and then he's just now getting arrested. But I guess because, honestly, I don't, I don't really know what changed all of a sudden because nothing I, that I really saw changed anything um it it renewed focus in 2018 because davis was talking just publicly so much just about new information like just about how much he knew and i guess it just took that long to really get him his trial going and indicted by a jury but 
I like I feel like that's been like a long time conspiracy theory like Tupac's death like what happened who was it and this man put himself in jail just running his mouth yeah but I just like looked up like Tupac Alive 2023 and there's like very recent things that people claim they saw him I mean I know it says like that one of the last living witnesses like was charged with the murder and whatever but there's also still things that say like he's still alive so i'm confused that's what i that's what i'm saying that's one of those conspiracy theories that i feel like that was all i ever knew about it was that he died but everyone kept saying he was alive but did they just say that because no one ever caught the murderer so maybe like well people claim they've seen him but i think it's just people that look like him right like have you seen the video going around that's like of uh bigfoot no but I'm, i feel like i've seen some before it looks like a man in a costume and it's like grainy and it's like we have all this technology and you're telling me that's the best video we can get it's very odd okay so my last case this is a mama fuller recommendation it is about jacob wetterling and his abduction Which is another that happened in 1989 yeah, another like 20 plus year yes, case coming. And my website's frozen. Here we go. Okay. Nearly 34 years ago, the abduction of an 11-year-old boy from a dark road in rural Minnesota terrified the community and went on to become one of the biggest mysteries in the state's history. Jacob Wetterling was kidnapped at gunpoint a half a mile from his St. Joseph home just after 9 p.m. on October 22, 1989. He was never seen alive again. The chilling case, which remained unsolved until 2016, was the focus of last week's 2020 episode. And it featured interviews with investigators, one of the boys who witnessed the abduction, and details from Jacob's parents, Patty and Jerry Wetterling, about their long quest for answers and their son's disappearance. On the night he was kidnapped, Jacob was riding his bike with his 12-year-old brother Trevor and his best friend Aaron Larson to the Wetterling residence from a nearby convenience store. The three boys had gone to rent a video and buy some candy. Ugh. Remember those days? Renting a video? I do. Blockbuster and family video. A masked man suddenly approached them, ordered them to turn off their flashlights, and lay face down in a ditch, according to police. I still remember my first reaction was, I think I let out a laugh almost because I thought this must be a joke, Larson told ABC News. It became pretty real pretty quick. The man took Jacob and told Larson and Trevor Wetterling to run away and not look back or else he would shoot them. He then kidnapped Jacob. The boys ran home where Rochelle Curtis, the Wetterling's neighbor, was babysitting Trevor and Jacob's eight-year-old sister. Curtis's father came over and called Jacob's parents, who were at a dinner party, to alert them to a situation and then dialed 911. Who would take the child, Patty recalls. That's all I kept saying is who would do this. We had no idea what we were walking into. Police launched an investigation and began looking for clues at the abduction site. They found tire tracks on a long driveway adjacent to the road, along with adult and child-sized footprints, with the community and parents on edge, the hunt for Jacob Wetterling quickly became one of the biggest search missions in Minnesota history. It was massive, Patty said. There were resources I didn't even know about. Ham radio operators, their small pilots association, and they were taking up little private planes. Jacob's kidnapping quickly made national news. The idea that Jacob Wetterling was taken while doing something as innocently as riding his bike back home seemed to shake the community and the nation to its core, leading police to stop at nothing to find him. Shortly after Jacob's abduction, investigators in the Wetterling case learned of an accident that occurred over nine months earlier in January 1989. 12-year-old Jared S-H-E-I-E-R-L, was abducted by a man while walking home from a cafe in Cold Spring, Minnesota. The man put Jared in the backseat of his car, drove him to a remote location, and sexually assaulted him. When the assailant dropped him off, Jared said he told him to run and not look back or he would shoot, similar to the statements that the masked man made to Trevor and Aaron on the night Jacob was abducted. Since Jared survived the attack, he was able to meet with police and give them a detailed description of the suspect's car, clothing, and voice. A composite sketch of the suspect was drawn and released after authorities noticed the similarities between Jared and Jacob's abduction. The abductor was a man in his 40s or 50s and had a deep, raspy voice, and he said he had a gun. First off, just a quick detour— I can't get over how talented criminal sketch artists are. Like, to just, like, hear things and put it together and how accurate they are. Yeah, That is insane to me. I literally can't even draw, like, a star. And these people are drawing detailed photos from just hearing things. 
But as years began to pass with no answers about Jacob, the community feared they would never learn what happened. Investigators looked into Dan Rassier, the neighbor whose driveway was near Jacob's abduction site and where authorities had found the tire tracks and shoe prints. Rassier had told police that he had seen a car quickly turn around in his driveway that night and was convinced the vehicle was involved in the kidnapping. However, 14 years later, a man would come forward claiming to be the driver of that vehicle. Police would then turn their focus on Rassier. He denied any involvement and a search of his property turned up empty. He was eventually cleared as a person of interest when the case was finally solved in 2016. More than two decades after Jacob's kidnapping, blogger Joy Baker discovered an article from 1987 detailing five incidents involving boys followed or assaulted by an unknown male in a nearby town of Painesville, Minnesota, which were being investigated by local police. Again, quick pause. I love that a blogger discovered right. this. Like, I am living for this random uh, Nancy Drew that we have here. Baker shared her research with Jared Sherrill, who believed his case sounded similar to the Painesville cases. He, the Wetterlings, and Baker all thought the same man could be behind the assaults, Jared, Jared's abduction, and Jacob's kidnapping, as authorities first suspected in 1990. In 2014, the FBI's Child Abduction Rapid Deployment Team did a cold case review of the entire Wetterling investigation and began taking a closer look at a longtime person of interest, Painesville resident Danny Heinrich. He was just a name that we heard at the very beginning, and he was probably one of those five to seven that they couldn't clear just because his name kept coming up. Heinrich was questioned by the FBI shortly after Jacob's disappearance, and his shoes, car tires, and hair samples were collected, but he was not charged with a crime. The shoes and tires visually matched the tire tracks and footprints impressions found at the abduction site, but because they lacked specific characteristics, investigators couldn't say that they were an exact match. During the FBI's review, investigators also took a look at Jared's assault based on similarities between his incident and Jacob's. Advances in DNA testing provided them with a break in the case after they determined that unknown male DNA discovered on Jared's clothing in 2012 was a match to hairs belonging to Heinrich that had been stored as evidence. Heinrich has ne was never charged with Jared's abduction and assault because the statute of limitations had run out by the time the DNA link was discovered. Oh, that is so frustrating. I, I understand the statute of limitations, but when it literally was a matter of this didn't exist at that point, that we should be able to override that. Yeah. Investigators sought a search warrant for Heinrich's residence, where he now lived in Annandale, Minnesota. In that search warrant, law enforcement alleged that Heinrich's involvement in eight Painesville incidents. During the search, they found child pornography in his home, leading to an arrest on federal charges in October 2015. They also announced that he was a person of interest in Jacob's abduction. Nearly a year after his arrest, he agreed to a plea deal and led authorities to a farmland near Painesville where he had buried Jacob's remains. He confessed to abducting, assaulting, killing, and later burying Jacob. While driving out that night, he said he had noticed three boys riding to the store, so he decided to pull into the driveway and wait for them. As part of the plea agreement, he pleaded guilty to one count of child pornography and was sentenced to 20 years in prison. He also agreed to testify about the details of his crimes against Jacob and admitted in court to Jared's abduction and assault. In exchange, prosecutors agreed not to charge him with Jacob's murder. He wasn't charged in the eight Painesville incidents as the statute of limitations had run out and there was a lack of evidence. He denied any involvement in those cases to police. That is just unreal. At this point, you're just like, oh yeah, let me admit it. And then you don't even get charged for it. Like, I, I understand they had no choice. Like, they wanted answers. But that is just insane. So many years later. I also wonder how many cold cases are sitting there with DNA, like, waiting to be gone through still. It, like, could be solved. You know? Yeah. What happens if, like, a case from the past, they run DNA, but, like, it doesn't come up to a match with anyone in the system yet? And then it matches later on, like someone gets arrested. Is it like they store it in CODIS? But mm -hmm. can they do anything about it? Yeah. So um, I had a friend in college whose hometown high school basketball coach was like he had a family, was literally a high school basketball coach, and he got pulled over for drunk driving one night and they ran his prints and like took his DNA. I, they must have just been fingerprints. I don't know if they can take DNA um, from like for something like that but turns out it matched a murder from like 20 years prior and the guy was arrested for that and like it shook the town because he was living like a normal life at this point but yeah i mean i think they can store it and then when it comes up as a match i, I don't know how that works with statute of limitations to be honest with you but i would think that you could get in trouble for that crime at any 
I mean, I would if hope your DNA so. comes up. Which, if you committed a crime and you're out there doing things like drunk driving, like you, I- I'm so sorry. Like, how are you living your life day to day without like the constant fear and guilt of, first of all, you should never drunk drive or murder somebody. Just I was just going to say. There, but <laughs> like to take that chance even and get pulled over, like idiot. Yeah, it's all crazy. Even just like, ugh. Cases that go cold like that has to be so infuriating to like the families and the loved ones and honestly even just like the officers working the case like not getting an answer would drive me insane. Yeah. I don't know. Sometimes I'm like, ooh, I would love to like dive into a cold case and like solve it. You know? We can't even solve our board game. I know. I listen. Which we need to work on that again. Yeah, we do. Speaking of, I mean, if you like true crime and you like episodes like this, Hunt a Killer, we've talked about it before. It is so fun. And I feel like, well, that too. I feel like with the holidays coming up and like needing to find things to do inside when it gets colder or like the weather's not great, that is ideal for like a few of your friends. I mean, you could do it alone too. It obviously would be be a a lot harder, but you could fully do it alone. But like, getting a group of friends together it's very like escape roomy and you still get like the thrill of a true crime like you're trying to solve it for someone so Mm -hmm. that would be a blast if you enjoy stuff like this 10 out of 10 recommend i agree well it is that time of night i am going to feed my pets and then go try to color my hair wish me luck i need to get rid of a little bit of the color that's deposited from the before and we'll see how it goes I need to, my roots, well, my hair just grows so fast. So like Listen, my I'm telling in. you, Gab, yeah, also, first of all, like, subtle flex. I can't relate. My hair doesn't grow at all. But um, I can ask my friend no, Christy. No, absolutely not. I need it. to go to someone really good. It is so patchy. No, I'm telling you, you have no idea how bad the color is on my hair right now. It oh, is so, so like, patchy. it needs, like, legitimately fixed. It needs it's not done. just your roots. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah, I'm not doing that. It needs fixed. It's patchy. There's so many different color bands. Like, I'm going to be at the salon forever. That's why I need to find someone that can do it and do it right, first of all. Um, I want to do, like, a really nice... Did I ever show you? Because I feel like you didn't know what no. I meant when I said low-maintenance, bright blonde. Bright blonde. Because no, I want the color like to be bright, but I want my roots to be blended through so I don't have to get them done often. Like, this. The roots just blend down, but, like, the face yeah. framing and everything is still... Mm-hmm. It's just like, it's like a shadow root kind of, but it's just blended through. So yep. that way I don't need to get it done all the time with how fast my hair grows and it won't just look like, it makes my roots look so dark because my hair is so blonde right now and there's well, no Well, it's literally blend. just a straight line. Yeah. I cannot believe your hair has grown that fast. That I, makes it's me been sick. A month. That makes me sick. <laughs> yeah. There's like, because what? What would you say? More than half, like almost an inch on both sides. Almost an inch, yeah. That's insane. I mean, my hair's starting to grow, but anyways, they don't want to listen to our babble. So, thank you I for need listening. To go to Publix and get stuff to make stuff peppers. If anyone's wondering, that's my plans the rest Ooh, of the night. Since she that told you hers, good. And I've seen. I might try to make my cute ones into jack o' lanterns. My orange oh. ones. That's what I meant. Not my cute ones. Your cute All ones. All my orange peppers. You make a cute little jack o' lantern face on them. Okay. Well, send me pics. I will let I you will. know how my hair goes. All right, and we'll see you next week on Outgoing. Without going out. Bye. Bye.